nobody before they listened to this podcast realized <gasps> that Oaken is the most crushable character in I Frozen. I never realized. And now I'm like, wow, what an idiot I've been. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's married, so, but you know. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite book club podcast, That Pretentious Book Club. Yeah, welcome back, friends and lovers, enemies. Yeah, lovers, <laughs> acquaintances, uh, acquaintances, frenemies from childhood. <laughs> All welcome True. Here. And if Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, welcome Keanu Reeves. Keanu, we're so is, glad to have you. Every episode has actually been for you. This podcast <laughs> is dedicated to you. Courtesy of uh, Dr. Spoons Palermo, a.k.a. It's Kendall Shaw over there. so true. I live a Keanu life. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to count that as your intro. That's Dr. Spoons Palermo, oh. a.k.a. Kendall Shaw, a.k.a. the ultimate Keanu stan. If you guys Ugh. are new here, then you should know that right up front. If you guys are not new here, you're like, okay, we know. They're like, yeah, she won't shut up. <laughs> um, hello. Hi. Howdy. And over there, oh, drinking from a very cute mug. I know. It's got um, a little French bulldog and a pumpkin. <laughs> Yeah, that is Ash O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy to be Wheezy, and you guys, especially today, because today Wheezy has a headache, and I just told Spoons, I'm going to do my best, but I literally, I turned on the little ring light for the recording, which if you guys want to see our video recordings, you can on Patreon at Story Siren Studio, little plug there, but um, if you want to see me squint through the whole episode, because I put on my blue light glasses, and I still, the second I turned on my ring light, it was like a stabbing pain in my head. Because I have a growing headache. And so, ooh, now we're both glasses girls. Now Spoons now we're both glasses. Blue light glasses girlies. Cute. I'll probably take mine off. I like anyway, it. Sorry, a lot of, You guys can see the rest of my bathroom in the reflection of my glasses if you're watching the video. Ah, ooh, um, a little Easter egg. Yeah, so there, yeah, and it is clean, actually, this time. Maybe you can see the flora-themed soap dispenser that my mom got us. But <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, long story short, I just made a very fast cup of coffee. So I'm late. I made spoons wait. And then um, I took two As if I've never done that before. <laughs> never. Every You're time. always on the dot. Actually, Carissa is frighteningly on the dot every single day over at our, our sister podcast, The Script Turning Society, my co-host there. And it like terrifies me a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, she must think I am the worst because I'll be like, can I have like five minutes, five to 10 minutes almost every week? I'm like, so I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> and she's always there on the dot. And I'm like, girl, you're oh, so man. amazing. She's she just so have together. A, she is. But she doesn't have a garden to water. So, oh. you know. I had a garden to water, both in Disney Dreamlight Valley and in real life. And um, <laughs> the reason I will confess that I, well, Spoon's called and she's like, hey, can we push recording half an hour? And I was like, absolutely we can. Because what I should have said was that gives me time to go water my actual garden and get everything set up for recording in time. Instead, what I did was play around with my Disney Dreamlight Valley garden and then uh put off watering my actual garden until I was late coming inside to set up my equipment and then <laughs> had a headache and now here we are and oh I mean you have your priorities straight I think you've mm-hmm. got to keep that Disney Dreamlight garden watered you got it's very important to me and I didn't yeah. think it was gonna be at all. <laughs> you're like this is a new development <laughs> this is a, I couldn't I can't express to you how surprised I am by how I'm addicted to this game Marissa suggested it and I thought well it could be fun to play a game that a friend is playing for once because usually I hate the games people are playing and I was like this doesn't sound like miserable uh, but I'm not like super into Disney, so I was like, we'll see. If you guys don't know this, I'm just giving you guys my week right now because my week has been Disney Dreamlight Valley. 
that's it like and, and when I'm not working well I did send some query letters and I got a couple of rejections uh yeah you uh finished editing your novel I would say that that's another thing that happened this week and I wrote my query letter and my synopses and it was painful and I said and I've sent like 20 queries so I guess I did that and then I was and now I'm like a Disney Dreamlight Valley girl because I, I got that out of the way so I can get back to what's really important in life which is Disney Dreamlight, Disney Valley. Dreamlight Valley of course oh, very fun um, All that and, other stuff is a distraction. And I'm literally like cussing out Goofy while I'm playing because I'm like, get out of my <laughs> face, Goofy, because I don't like Goofy and I don't like a lot of the Disney stuff. So I'm like, get away from me. I'm just trying to finish this quest. God. <laughs> that <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> I know. Hobbies, it's funny to watch me play video games because I get really profane, like really fast. And Goofy's character, whenever he walks up, because he's all like, you know, he walks all Goofy because he's Goofy. Mm-hmm. He always like gets up in my face and in my way. And I'm like, if you bump uh, into me one more time, Goofy, I swear to God. <laughs> Goofy, I'll end it. I'll end you now. <laughs> I'm going to make you forget a lot more than just what you've already forgotten. The whole theme of the game is that it, they've forgotten who they are. So, oh. Ooh. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. But um, that and my headache, which so if I, I slowly go blind, if the end of this episode you're making faces and I'm not reacting, it's because I've gone blind from my headache. Yeah, I did yeah. have a moment where all I saw was white light for a second and I was like, oh my mm. God. Good, good, solid, mm-hmm. good information yeah. to have. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, how has uh, your week been? Not as good as mine because of Disney uh, Dreamlight Valley. but No, yours has definitely been better. Um. It's been all right. I do have candy with me in honor of today's book. Because Ooh, that's I've smart. Been, I was like, you know what? I really want some candy. Well, I did a huge milestone in my project, my kind of thesis-y project. Ooh. Finished today. Wow, the way I said that sounded like Goob from <laughs> Meet the Robinsons. How? His project. So I was always <laughs> obsessed with the way he said his stupid science fair project. Anyway. <laughs> That's for uh, Meet the Robinson oh stands. God. That is hysterical. I've not thought about that movie in forever. Definitely God, not like the was... specific way that Goob says that. <laughs> Meet the Robinsons was truly like my sexual awakening in many ways because I was so in love with um, Wilbur Robinson, like completely in love with him. But it was like oh, I thought before... you were going to say like the mom person because I just remember being like this. <laughs> I, this is everything. She's no, everything no, no. to me. That is so valid. She is like extremely hot. She's like I so totally, cool. Yeah, she's really cool. The way she like taught those frogs how to sing. Yes. Damn. You know, Damn. what a woman. I, exactly. What a woman. But- <laughs> I also like um, with the the girl with the ant thing. What is her line? She's got the ant farm. All I remember oh. is that was hysterical. She's got that some line. Such- yes. <laughs> Oh my it's god, good. what was that? Yeah, but I can totally see young Ash freaking out about that. No, oh, I love I quoted it like daily for years. I can't believe I don't remember it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway. God. Good film. Um but uh <laughs> Haley's still gone. She's still in Peru. Guys, if you're keeping up, two weeks ago on the pod, Haley left while I was recording and mm-hmm. she's still gone. So mm-hmm. of course everything has fallen into disarray. <laughs> Is Juicy and- still behaving though? She's being good. She's she's good. I'm proud of her. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I have to like do some intense cleaning on Saturday when she gets back. Oh my god. So she won't be like, "What have you done?" Um, you're like, yeah. "Taking care of our child, like our children. Yeah. What do you think the I The cats been are doing? alive, so I did my part." Yeah. That's pretty much it. Nice. 
That's cool. I also, we cleaned everything in my house today because, again, I talked about this in the Scripturian Society some, and it's why I don't think I'm probably going to do NaNoWriMo because NaNoWriMo and anytime you have to get writing done means sacrifice. And so I decided mm-hmm. to finish editing my rewrite of the book and get the synopsis and everything written. I just decided I was going to sacrifice cleaning for like well over a week in a household of many people and animals tromping in and out. So today, <laughs> because Javi's parents are coming to see us for like the first time ever tomorrow, I was like, oh my God, they're going to see our house and our property for the first time. And it's disgusting because I <laughs> prioritized my getting my writing done so I could start sending queries out for my novel. And uh, yeah, so anyways, the boys were really helpful today, though. So I'm really grateful because they, That's good. they got so much stuff done that I just got like, I cleaned the kitchen, besides Javi did the dishes, and I like dried them and put them away. And I just had to do the counters. And then Caleb's cooking right now, so I'm really hoping that he does the dishes. Caleb, hear me in retrospect if you listen to this. <laughs> I would love it if you do the dishes because I'm stressed the kitchen's going to be messy after all that work. And I swept, and I mopped, and I vacuumed, and I dusted, and I even dusted the top of the ceiling fans. So like, Whoa! But I also, and I cleaned the bathroom. But the thing is, I would have had like twice as much to do, and I picked up trash outside. But the boys did everything else, so that was nice. So that's why I got to play Disney Dreamlight Valley, is because they did the chores I would have been doing until recording. That's good. I mean, it should be a group effort, I think. I think so. so. It's nice, yeah. And then my mom's going to come home and put up the chickens, because then I went, I went out there and they weren't ready to go to bed yet. Because, and I always oh. know when they are, because the little ones always go to bed first, and the big ones will just follow me in there whenever I go out there to put them away. But the little ones put themselves to bed early. It's very oh. cute. That's adorable. I know. And they officially all have names, the little ones. We waited to see if they would last, frankly. So the, and some of them are really weird looking because they're colored egg layers. And so some of them have like these wonky feathers on their head and they look hysterical. So their names are Agatha, Beatrice, Midnight, and Marilyn. Those are the baby's <laughs> names. Good. Yeah, it's good. I love them. Oh, I tell know. them I love them. I'll tell them. Okay. They'll run from me probably they used to be, be like, friendly i'm going to bed <laughs> like, please don't talk to me <laughs> yeah they used to be so friendly i don't know if they've just been through so much trauma that they're not anymore but they're not so Ugh, possibly i mean a lot of their compatriots have gotten murdered so. yeah pretty aggressively murdered this isn't good for audio medium uh so i don't know why i'm talking about it on the pod but look what i got in the mail today I ordered it a long time ago. Oh my it's, god! The Mummy 1999 is perfect. Indeed, it's a is bag. That a and then, oh, it's a bag. Oh my god! It's a bag. Uh, yeah, it's from Super Yaki. They're my new favorite. Online I need retailer. that. And I then, need that yeah, so badly. It's. I'm so excited about it. I want it on a T-shirt. They have it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Can you send me the link, please? <laughs> uh, of course I will. Thank you. Do I need to spend the money? No. Is it completely irresistible? Yeah. And also, they're, they're a limited leave, time. So. They're limited so, time. Send me the yeah. link. I will. I will. I will justify it because Javi is going to leave. And so I will <laughs> You need a myself. little treat. <laughs> exactly. I need a little treat for myself. Brenton and, Brenton and Rachel in the mail will c- comfort you. Oh, my God. For years. Absolutely, they will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always look back on my shirt and be like, oh, God, there is goodness in the world. Really sexy goodness. <laughs> Oh, so true. It's got to be one of the sexiest movies around. It really is. It really is in every possible way. God, now I want to watch The Mummy again. I also have been weirdly wanting to watch Disney stuff, which again, I'm not a huge Disney person. Like I'll watch like every Disney movie like once and then I don't typically Mm. want to go back. But Disney Dreamlight Valley is making me like, 
I want to watch all the princess movies again. <laughs> Can we have princess party? I Only if we wear princess themed clothes. Girl, you know we're doing it. Oh my god. I'm this so, is so excited. exciting to oh me. <laughs> Yay! Oh, we I could do that for like cry. a we could do this for like a pseudo Halloween type thing. Yeah. Because we had to push Twilight Day so Maddie can join. And then right. I have no Halloween plans at all. So we don't have to do it on Halloween, but we should do it in like celebration of Halloween. In and celebration of Halloween. Day. Yes. And get did I tell you my Halloween costume? No. I'm gonna be Snow White. <gasps> So oh my perfect. god, it's perfect. Oh my god. I okay, I gotta figure out what I can be. I weirdly have a snow white cape that was that I made for my <gasps> sister. Um, but it's probably pretty small. I gotta see what I have that I can just throw together. Or it'll just mm-hmm. be I'll just be wearing princess themed. And yeah, that's, that's fine. also fine. I might so, not have my full costume ready. So we can just be princessy and watch the princess movie. Oh my god, hell yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. Okay, what a great <laughs> Halloween plan. You guys, if you want a Halloween plan, you know what? You guys should virtually join us. You guys do this yourselves with your friend group. We can all have a princess party at the same time in our own respective oh, households. That would be so fun. Well, was that is that it? That's it. Okay. <laughs> do the book. <laughs> no, but I'm glad we diverged because now I have Halloween plans. I literally, I turned to my brother yesterday and I was like, so this is the first Halloween ever where I won't be dressing up at all. Because the last two years I just dressed up and stayed in my house and it was just too sad to just oh. sit at home in a costume. So I was, just, I decided this was going to be the first year I didn't dress up. And now I'm going to anyways, even if it's not on Halloween, I don't care. Princess, princess. We should have never stopped wearing princess dresses. I'm just saying. No. Oh my God. It's such a fun thing to do i agree uh well this episode we are doing charlie and the chocolate factory yay by roald Dahl, who i actually don't like very much um not personally i just (laughs) think he's weird i not a you know what i'm just there's when books reach a certain level of whimsy i'm like you're mm -mm, not on my really anymore okay this is fascinating to me Mm mm-hmm Alice in Wonderland, okay. way too whimsical. I think sometimes that Disney's was... a little too whimsical. Did we actually record our Alice in Wonderland? Because we read it. Did we I believe do we it? did. I think we did. Okay, and it was really even, hard. I like can't even remember what we said. But yeah. I don't either. I thought we did it. Maybe we didn't. We did read it, though. We but anyways, um, <laughs> I recall that much. Uh, this was a book rec from Evie on Instagram. So Evie, thank you for recommending Thanks, this. Evie. And we scheduled it for October because Halloween and candy. So it feels Yay. in theme. Uh, so that's exciting. So true. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this strange man, uh, Roald Dahl. First of all, do you want to guess what his zodiac sign is? Oh, God. Um, I'm kind of bad at guessing. Uh, Scorpio. Nope. Virgo. Okay. Which I think Carissa's a Virgo. Oh, listen, I love Virgos. Virgos are my favorite. They're good. And I mean, I like, okay, so RoldDoll.com. This is just, I'm just going to read you the opening line on the About Roald Dahl page. Roald Dahl was a spy, ace fighter pilot, chocolate historian, and medical inventor. (laughs) I feel like that's not, it all can't be true. Yeah, like, wow, what a resume. I know. Uh, He was born September 13th in 1916 in Wales, which is cool, which makes me sad that I don't like his work. I think a big part of it is, maybe this is also it, I hate all of the illustrations that come with his books. I hate that style of illustration. It just, like, irks me. It's like how the word moist, people used to say how it made them feel, Mm -hmm. or like nails on a chalkboard. That's what this illustration is to me, visual, the style. It's a little grimy feeling Yes, it feels grimy, and I just don't, mm, I don't like it. Yeah. So, not a fan. That could largely be it. Um, Let me see. (laughs) 
Britannica.com says he is the popular author of ingenious, irreverent children's books. I don't know if I would call him ingenious or irreverent, but if Britannica.com says it's true, I guess it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. So he graduated from Repton, a renowned British public school in 1932. Uh, He did not go to university and instead joined an expedition to Newfoundland, which is interesting. Uh, He worked from 1937 to 1939 in, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the place, but in Tanzania before enlisting in the Royal Air Force. Tanzania. Oh, you're right. Tanzania. Wow, I'm an idiot. (laughs) No, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't like think about it until you have to read it, you know? Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually had to say Tanzania out loud or read it, actually. I don't think I think I've heard it. I don't think I've ever had to read it or speak it. Um, I used to have, like, a t-shirt that, okay, never mind. This is going to be too long of a story to get into. Just continue, and I'll tell you later. <laughs> 1703, Kendall's non-story. <laughs> I gave up really fast there. You did. <laughs> never mind. Uh, actually, I'm going to leave it and see if anyone anyone else wants to know. Uh, oh, so he enlisted in the Royal Air Force when World War II broke out and was a fighter pilot. So apparently that was true from his dot com. But he was seriously injured in a crash. <laughs> landing in Libya and then he wow. served with his squadron in Greece and then in Syria before doing a stint as an assistant air attaché in Washington DC during which time he was also a spy for the British government so <laughs> wait spying on us that's what if that's what it feels like okay bitch ass never mind I, know. I hate Roald Dahl now. <laughs> see he's sketchy he's sketchy um let's see that this, that's when uh, the novelist C.S. Forrester encouraged him to write about his most exciting Royal Air Force adventures, which were published by the Saturday Evening Post. Um, so his first book was called The Gremlins, uh, which was written for Walt Disney and published in 1943, but was not successful, oh. which is kind of funny. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just I'm surprised that Charlie and Chocolate Factory is as successful as it was. Like, it's a cute children's book, but I how is it what it is now? It's weird. Um, let's see. His first story collection was called Over to You, 10 Stories of Flyers and Flying, which was published in 1946, which was a series of military tales uh, that were well liked, but did not sell well. They were about his time uh, serving in the Royal Air Force. Uh, He only achieved bestseller status with his um, collection of macabre stories called Someone Like You. Uh, which mm. were stories for adults, which was followed by Kiss Kiss in 1959, which Wait, was focused I on. I read that. I like the name Kiss Kiss. Apparently, it was about stormy romantic relationships. Oh, yeah, I want to read the someone like you. Ones. Someone like you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're macabre story. So I think that those are both collections of short stories. I want to say. Uh, yeah. So maybe he just does shorter form stuff because after this is when he started primarily writing children's books, which are always a lot shorter. Like Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory is basically a novella. It's so short. It's real short. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if that's why. Um, this I'm just going to quote Britannica again because I can't say it better. Quote, unlike most other books aimed at a young audience, Dahl's works had a darkly comic nature, frequently including gruesome violence and death. End quote. <laughs> It's true. Um, it's true. Um, this is was largely considered the case because a lot of his villains were like not just like like they were like genuinely evil adults and or and or children who were just complete and total brats. Um, and James and the Giant Peach 
which was mm. published in 1961, made into a film in 1996, was written for children, was very popular. I hate that movie. I always that movie? Have. It's so okay. creepy. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and I never yes. liked to watch it. Everybody no. was like, I love James and the Giant Peach. No. And I was like, do not come near me with James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Same. 100%. Same. I hated it. I would just, I would like click through TV sometimes, and it would be on like in mm. October and stuff. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm not. Nope. Absolutely not. No, I'm, no. I'm totally on the same page. Nope. Yeah. I was not about it. Uh, and then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was published in 1964 and has since been made into the films Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in 1971 and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2005 with Johnny Depp, which was way zanier than I think, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was weirdly more accurate to the book. But I think no, Char- no. I think don't Charlie think so? was more accurate. I While think Charlie I was- the Chocolate Factory, its vibes are definitely more accurate. Like, I feel like Roald Dahl would have appreciated the weird, zany darkness of it. Well, I think that, I mean, that's really interesting you say that. Because while I was reading it, I was literally, maybe this is because I have a better memory for quotes. Probably, <laughs> yeah. No offense meant whatsoever. I'm so but- not offended. <laughs> But, like, while I was reading the book again this time, I was like, wow, that's so funny. They literally lifted this exactly from the page for the 2005 movie. But here's the thing is about the whole Willy Wonka aspect was the – we don't get his backstory. Like, the whole movie, Willy Wonka's childhood backstory is tied in. And that's not actually in the book. However, the darkly comic whatever nature of it, I feel like completely fit Roald Dahl's what he wanted. His vision. yeah, they totally they they made some stuff up for the new one. Um, maybe per, maybe the older Willy Wonka is more like Willy Wonka, but the newer movie has more of the same plot points besides I, yeah. the backstory stuff. I think so. Yeah, maybe I that's think so. What it is. And I think the new one has more vibes that are like closer to identical to what Roald Dahl was aiming yeah. for. Yeah, because it's Tim Burton, so it's yes. gonna be kind of creepy anyway. T- is Tim Did Burton he also the new do Roald Dahl? Did he? <laughs> I feel like he did. I feel like that is something he did. Nick. Yeah, if not, he really should have. <laughs> uh, while you look that up, I'm just going to keep reading his other ones. So another popular yeah, book did. for young readers. He did. What yeah. a shock. I don't like him either. So <laughs> <laughs> I just sound like I'm no fun. This is something a hobby that also probably would really disagree with me on. Um But Roald Dahl also wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, which was published in 1970. <gasps> That's right. Uh-huh. Okay, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, the film from two thousand nine. That movie. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it ever. <gasps> nope. I don't it's even know really what it's good. about. Mm, is it though? No, it really is. See, like, the fact I've... that I know that Roald Dahl wrote the story means I'm not watching it. I will it's not be not... tricked into watching it now. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it doesn't feel the same as a lot of his other stuff to me. Mm-hmm. But also, the movie is so. I mean, I've only read the book, like, one time, and I barely remember it, so I mostly like the movie. But the movie is so, like, Wes Anderson-y that it's kind mm-hmm. of, like, different vibes anyway. So Yeah. Um, so the rest of his books, I mean, I'm just going to read them all because these are all, they were basically all made into films, or we know of them. So there's Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, which was published in 1972, not made into a movie, but I think that's the sequel, right, to this book? I think so, yeah. Uh, and then The Enormous Crocodile, published in 1978, which uh, I obviously that one I don't believe was made into a movie. The BFG published yeah. in 1982, made, made into films in 1989 and again in 2016. And I actually saw it because my mom took me to see it in 2016. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. sweet. I, it was I, re- I really, I remember reading that book when I was little and really liking it. 
I didn't, but I did think it was more like a book that I would like, but the movie felt very different than <laughs> any of his other stuff. Um, there is The Witches, which was published in 1983. Oh. That film came out in 1990. Wasn't there, didn't we do a new one of The Witches with Anne Hathaway? That's what I was just thinking. Why is isn't that one thing? on here? I, but I'm pretty sure it is, because I remember seeing like Roald Dahl stuff, and I did not oh. want to see it because it looked creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, well, so also is. that yeah. one. Uh, which was just yeah. like a few years ago and creepy, creepy as hell. Uh, and then one of his last books ch- for children was Matilda, published Matilda. in 1988. Mm-hmm. They're doing a new movie. Are they? Yeah. And oh, that's they, made, they did the Broadway show. And so the oh, new movie is yes. like based on the Broadway show. So it has all the songs. <gasps> oh, my yeah. God. I love it. OK, so it was adapted into a film in 1996. Wonderful film. And as a stage musical in 2010, wonderful musical. I'm so excited that that's, yeah. we're getting that again. That's wonderful. Uh, he also wrote several scripts for movies, including You Love Only, You Only Live Twice, 1967, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <gasps> I did that not know that he wrote so that, but it does. Sense. And you know wow. what? Again, with the creepy child catcher and the yes. weirdo king. Yeah. Now oh my I'm god. That very... just like something. To, the stars have just aligned for me. Like, I know. Of course he did that. Wow. Of I course he did. Bang, bang. You know, I did too. But you want to know my least favorite parts were the child catcher <laughs> and the weird ass king, and those are the most rolled doll elements of it. <laughs> Just it's not, a very creepy movie. It's, it's super very weird. creepy. Uh, and he also wrote his own autobiography called Boy Tales of Childhood, uh, published yeah. in 1984. Oh, so. fun fact about that. I read some of that um, in uh, school. I don't remember what grade I was in. But there's like this one story where he it's like him going to this candy shop and like this lady who works at the candy shop is like, creepy and mean and gross Mm -hmm. and it always stuck with me and then it wasn't until like later I was rewatching You've Got Mail because I watch it like every single year and I realized that the story she's reading from at like um the when she does like the story lady thing where the kids and Tom Hanks meet her for the first time she's Mm -hmm. reading that story from Ronald Dahl's book anyway oh yeah well that's cool fun fact that is fun fact So he passed away on November 23rd, 1990 from a type of cancer, which has a name I don't remember because it was confusing. Um, But yeah, so that was, that's Roald Dahl. And he sounds like he'd be really fun to know and be friends with, but I do not enjoy his work (laughs) at all. (laughs) Not a fan of his work. Nope. Yeah. It's a little too uh, creepy for me. I mean, great storyteller. It's just what it is. It's not even that he's a bad writer. It's not a talent thing. It's just not my kind of story thing. That's funny. I think maybe I like him. You know, I just thought of this just now. And I'm sorry I'm bringing it up again. But he and Dickens have a similar thing where they're like, yes, he and Dickens are similar in that they're like, I'm going to create the absolute meanest characters possible and they're going to be caricatures of real people and they're going to be so mean to these children. To children, that's true. The mean to children it, thing. Both of them do it in every single thing they write uh, and it's so funny. You know, that's the other thing too is you find that really funny when there's like really mean adults who are just being really awful to these poor little kids for no reason and you're always like, it's a little bit funny. And I'm like, it's horrifying and it's just a sad. It's funny. <laughs> Because you're like, wow, that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, wow, terrible. I'll laugh at it. 
Yeah, I can't explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly you are um, you're in good company because many, many people like Roald Dahl everything and Charles Dickens. So I'm probably in the minority, especially for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But not that I didn't enjoy it. I just don't like Roald Dahl in general. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> However, Before Matilda, iconic, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a childhood obsession of mine. I still have every song memorized. Aww. And Kitty, Kitty, uh, Charlie Kitty, and the Kitty, Chocolate Kitty, Factory, Kitty. I enjoy. I enjoy the movies. Um, the book was yeah. fine, too. It's just, it was, it's a children's book. So, you know. It is kind of funny because, like, I feel like I probably saw, I definitely saw the 70s movie before I read the book and then yeah same um so you are I already I've never like I always had that in my head you know before Mm -hmm. even reading it so it's just like I mean it's so iconic like for whatever reason agree with it or not like the book and the story is so no it is iconic yeah but it's like you kind of don't even it's like weird to read the book and be like and like not even be I couldn't stop thinking about, oh, in the movie, it's like this. You know what I mean? I know. I did, too. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so, like, vivid and so, like, sensual. I'm like, I want not, like, sexual sensual, but, like, sensual, like, so <laughs> many senses. <laughs> like, I'm like, ooh, I want to eat grass now. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because, my God. Uh, the movie did it so well. The 70s movie did it so well. Okay, and I, the new one did, too. But in the 70s was the first time I saw it, and that was the first time I was ever like, what if grass tasted like candy? <laughs> what if <laughs> what if <Ooh>. mm. <laughs> yeah they're like yeah man and i always wanted to eat uh chew the gum i really wanted to chew oh the gum. no really see and i was always <laughs> obsessed with gum because gum was my favorite candy forever but yeah. i was always like i've learned my lesson from violet beauregard <laughs> oh, I, I guess we'll get into it but i have a few qualms with violet beauregard as like this horrible child like they're all supposed to be horrible children and i'm like probably the least bad she's definitely the least bad like yeah i wish they had talked more about what other qualities are so bad about her because i'm just like uh she chews gum and i'm like yeah (laughs) you're like i would never chew gum wow that's awful what a gross kid ew disgusting how dare she do that (laughs) (laughs) that's funny well, uh, should we get into the summary for this book? It's pretty. It's a pretty short book, y'all, yeah. if you don't know. so I can't. I don't think this will go very long. Also, oh, everyone no. probably knows the story to some extent. So Yeah. But we can, you know, talk about stuff while we're... Oh, yeah. All the things that rub me the wrong way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that bad. But Roald Dahl does rub me the wrong way. That's the best way to say it. <laughs> you guys don't vibe. Mm-mm. Hey club members, Ash here. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my friend Leah. We used to teach youth theater together and she has the most beautiful voice that you've ever heard. And she is such an inspiration to the kids, to me, she still is. And I've never seen anyone love their family so hard. Recently, Leah's husband was diagnosed with liver cancer and he's already undergone surgery and is now going through chemo, which as you guys can imagine is extremely stressful and also expensive. The good news is that GoFundMe exists and also that we have a book club full of this amazing group of readers, easily the best group of people that I've ever met in my entire life. We've told you guys before how grateful we are to you guys. You guys are what make 
this whole thing we've been doing for over a year now so special. And I just wanted to ask if you guys have any extra money you could spare right now, if you could skip coffee or tea. I know a lot of us are tea drinkers. Just once this week to send some money their way, that would be amazing. I know that cancer is something that has touched all of our lives in one way or another and is really intimately messing with Leah and Jacob's life and family right now. Um, So if you guys could keep them in your thoughts, your prayers, if you can't send money, I completely understand. But if you guys can, whatever you can give, I would be so grateful. I know they would be so grateful. Leah and her family have set a goal of raising $20,000 and they're already almost halfway there. Uh, So if you guys find any room in your heart or in your wallet this week to give to them, that would just be amazing. I would love to get them to that $20,000, which as you can imagine is probably more like a drop in the bucket with this kind of thing, but still a drop that would mean the world to them and to me. So thank you guys for not skipping through this. Thank you for listening to my long diatribe. Uh, The link is in the show notes below if you want to give for medical and expenses for Jacob Schumacher at GoFundMe.com. And uh, now let's get back to the show. Okay, so we begin with Charlie Bucket. He is our main character. By the way, great name. I think yes, that Rawls is. is also really good at naming people. Like, uh, Yes, okay, really his names, names were amazing. Yeah. yeah. Willy Wonka, great name. Like, Excellent name Instantly for a candy iconic. Maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Veruca Salt. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, Charlie Bucket is a little boy, and um, his family is extremely poor. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's a sweet, sweet child. He, mm-hmm. He's never done anything uh, wrong. Never done anything wrong in his life. <laughs> no. Charlie Bucket is perfect. Yeah. So um, he uh, blah blah blah. He lives in the same town as this chocolate factory, mm-hmm. and it's Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. So Willy Wonka is a candy maker, and um, the thing about the factory is that years ago, Willy Wonka like closed all the doors and sent all his workers away because people were stealing, like competitors were stealing all his good ideas. Oh, you know, like Roald Dahl did when he spied on the U.S.? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, yeah. What? (laughs) Filthy spy. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Um. That's another thing. Like, we're allies. I don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Um, So, uh, yeah. So nobody, since then, nobody has been seen going in or out of the factory. And it's like a big secret, like mystery, really, because nobody knows what Willy Wonka's doing or what's going on. Um, So Charlie lives at home with his mom and dad and his four grandparents who are bedridden and have been for 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> and they just lay in bed. Mm-hmm. And um, Grandpa Joe is, like, the most important grandparent. And Grandpa Joe tells Charlie all about the factory. And he's, like, clearly a big Willy Wonka, like, super fan. Stan. <laughs> yeah, he totally stands him. You're so right. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> they announce that there will be a contest. And basically uh, five golden tickets get put into... Um, different chocolate bars and sent anywhere in the world and so Mm -hmm. anybody can buy a chocolate bar and if there's a golden ticket inside then that means that you've won and if you win then you get to go to Wonka's factory and he's going to give you a tour of the factory and like Mm -hmm. give you a lifetime supply of candy and all this yeah really fun cool deal yeah and do you remember I feel like they did a golden ticket thing because, yes. you know, there's, like, Wonka candy. Yes. Um, they did. I, I remember think, something about that. Yeah. yeah. I remember this. And maybe it was, like, sort of after the 2005 movie. I think it was, yeah. As, like, a, 
Yeah, marketing yes, thing. Yes, it was totally. Yeah, it was like a, a promo. Yeah. I totally was like, it's going to be me. <laughs> same. It it's the same energy I have sending a query letter. I'm like, they're going to pick me. Yeah. <laughs> Two rejections later. It's so confident. Like, I actually sent the query to someone who really liked this book last time before I edited it. And she was like really into it and like requested a following email back and forth about it a little bit. I sent it to her again, like, you know, a couple years later now. And I just got a form rejection from her. And I was like, <gasps> okay. What? <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, that makes me mad. Her taste has probably changed. <laughs> so. Oh, since my then. God. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's not for her. She doesn't That's get right. to have not, it. She's not my audience. <laughs> She's not your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, of course, Charlie is very poor. And though, and so he only gets one bar of chocolate a year for his birthday. Mm-hmm. and But his birthday is coming up conveniently. Yep. So his family's like, Charlie, they're super sweet. They're like, Charlie, you have... A, you know, you have a chance to, like, it's going to be fine even if you don't win. Mm-hmm. You can still have the chocolate and it's great. Yeah. And he's like, you're right because I'm the best boy in the world and I'm not going to be 100%. upset. Yep. So Charlie gets his birthday chocolate bar and there's no golden ticket inside. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, that's okay. And he Every tries time to- I watch the movie, I'm like, what? I What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like, okay, I know Charlie gets to go. Like, can we just speed yeah, it up exactly. a bit? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow, just punch this poor little kid in the stomach again. Why don't you, universe? Like, how does he not have the golden ticket? Seriously. <laughs> he awful. should have gotten it immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I do, like, I don't feel this way now. But, like, when I was a kid, I always felt like in the old movie, it took so long for him to get to the chocolate factory. I was yeah. like, can we just get there already? Now I kind of want to watch both of these again. Me too. <laughs> I really do. I really like things about both of them. Like, I do too. I'm glad yeah. we have both because I think that I agree. both they're are different very different. Well. Yeah. They are, but like they're both, both of them get the book, I think, in different ways. So I anyway. agree. Totally agree. But um, one thing I love about the old one songs the songs are so good in the old <laughs> they movie are. like they're so zany in the new one they are zany but the, yeah. a lot of them are taken directly from the book which i, I like, noticed that yes. yeah yeah that's pretty funny it but is like funny. i've got a golden ticket oh my god what a song it's a good and one. cheer yep. up charlie oh there's a bar in austin called cheer up charlie's um Aww, anyway <laughs> that's yeah. cute. but uh anyway so charlie uh is like whatever um, and then people start getting golden tickets. So the first winner is Augustus Gloop. And he is Who this... is exactly what his name sounds like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he is this child who is very greedy about food. Mm-hmm. One thing I do have to say, this, I mean, this is just a little bit of a tangent. And Go for it. I'm not like, I don't know. Nobody come for me, but I really feel like I get annoyed how in a lot of things, and I feel like a lot of British things specifically, but mm-hmm. a lot of things, especially for kids, like fat people are, betray- are portrayed as being like evil or mean. Like, yeah. I feel like this happens a lot and it yeah. kind of bothers me because I'm it's like, weird. right? I don't know. It really bothers it's me. It's weird. Well, it's like, it's like. It's almost like being fat is like a sin or being or like a sign of yeah or a sign of being a bad person and it's like or it's a health condition and also maybe the way that somebody looks has nothing to do with maybe their value as a body human being. type yeah like it's so, yeah. so true I agree with yes. you completely anyway yeah. that's just a little aside and yeah. I've noticed that in a couple of things 
recently. Come on, Brits do better. I mean, <laughs> we chance. do it too. I noticed no that Americans I'm- are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Americans do not base stereotypes on body image, Kendall. Oh my God, Americans have never done that and never would. So, no. God. <laughs> anyway, oh, but yeah. the point of Augustus is that he, while he is kind of a character, is that he's like greedy and stuff. So I wonder anyway. if there's like a seven deadly sins comparison in this story. I feel like somebody could Probably. make that their thesis. I mean, Augustus would be gluttony. Yeah, exactly. Because if you were to do that, then I could be like, okay, I guess then it's kind of justified. Well, because he is, he's overweight, not because of a health problem or a body type. It's because he just eats candy all day, every day. So. Yeah, like they definitely, I'm not saying that everybody who even would eat candy all day, every day is bad, but like Augustus is kind of greedy and that's his character trope. So anyway, but anyway, that's another aside. Whatever, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. <laughs> so anyway. No, he could have been greedy without being fat also. Yeah, he could have. Um, he could I have guess... had great metabolism and just been like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Baruch is kind of greedy in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. So is. anyway, Augustus, um, he's the first winner and he's just kind of like, you know, gluttonous. He's like, I, I doesn't he it's very very stark contrast from charlie who has nothing mm-hmm. and yeah. augustus who clearly has money to spend on as many candy bars as he wants yeah so it's kind of and he's pretty thing. spoiled i mean that's pretty much across he's the board spoiled. all the kids are pretty spoiled in the sense that like some of them have more money some of them have less but their parents pretty much let them do whatever they want to do yeah it's very annoying <laughs> It's very, so, very annoying. Like, anyway, I think that's Violet Beauregard's worst thing is I'm like, you're really mean to your mom. So, yeah, she's mean and annoying. Um, yeah, the gum thing is weird, the fact that she keeps the same piece and has been chewing were... it for three months. But, like, it's but not, it doesn't make her bad. It's that she's a brat to her parents. Yeah, if she was a nice person and had the gum thing, I'd be like, okay, she's eccentric. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or the same, I guess that goes with all of them. Um, yeah. But, so anyway, then the second winner is... Um, Violet Beauregard, she is, um, I think it's Violet, yeah. Yeah. She is the gum chewer, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just chews, she's like the world champion gum chewer. So she has this piece of What gum a thing she, to like, be known for. I know. She like puts it behind her ear whenever she like wants to is eat eating or, or whatever. Or... Yeah, yeah. But otherwise she's just constantly chewing it. It's kind of disgusting. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> so... I could not I do it. I did think it was kind of funny. Like, I guess I kind of like the take that they did in the 2005 movie where yes. her thing is like she's just extremely competitive and kind of yes. like mean about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that too. I, I think that that's actually a good take. I agree. <laughs> Gives her I like totally something agree. else to be <laughs> instead of just being a gum character. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so funny. Also, wasn't that, um, she was famous. Was that Anna Sophia Robb? I think it was. Yes, I'm pretty um, sure it was. She, uh, fun fact, is the one who I wanted to cast in the first ever book that I wrote. I was like, she should be the main character. She's who oh I my pictured God. her looking like. <laughs> I love that for you. I know, it was so cute. That kind of dates us, honestly. <laughs> Does it? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. I just think it's funny. She yeah, was everywhere for a while. She her was. and Josh Hutcherson, like, Run, oh my worlds, god honestly they really did <laughs> Brisha Terabithia was like the thing like. oh my god and she was because of Winn-Dixie too right yeah she was yeah I think. Yeah, yeah wow that was crazy mm-hmm. good for her I wonder what Anna's yeah. doing now but oh. uh Anna Sophia I don't know um so anyway 
Uh, she, <laughs> so that's Violet Beauregard. I think this is when Grandpa Joe is, has a secret stash of money. Yep. And he's like, Charlie, how about you go buy us another candy bar and we'll have another crack at this golden ticket thing? And mm-hmm. he's like, okay. And so Charlie goes and buys another candy bar. There's nothing in it. And I thought it was so cute in the book because they don't really do it in the movie. But in the book, they both kind of open it. And instead of being really disappointed, they just like start laughing because they're yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, and whatever. they're just like happy to be together and eating chocolate. And to eat chocolate. Yeah. So cute. I was like, it's oh, it's adorable. It's so sweet. They're clearly kindred spirits, you know. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah. Grandpa Joe is funny. And so then after this, um, the next winner is announced, um, Veruca Salt. Mm-hmm. She is the way she rat. wins is so garbage. <laughs> the woman who opened the chocolate bar should have been the one who gets to go. I know. Okay, yeah, so true. Like her dad is—they're clearly very rich. Her dad owns like a peanut company, and mm-hmm. so he just had Veruca gets everything she wants, and so she was like, "I want a golden ticket," and so her dad was like, "Okay," so he just had all of his ladies like who work at his workers. Yeah, yeah, he had them all stop. Um, shelling shelling peanuts. peanuts and instead opening candy bars. And so, of course, she won because they probably opened like thousands on thousands. Yeah. Um, so very unfair. It's so stupid. <laughs> so, so stupid. I know. It makes me furious every time. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, then the next winner is uh, Mike TV. Oh, Mike, God. He might be the worst, honestly. Mike He's and Veruca, I think, are, good. are, like, the two worst. On par, yeah. Um, I think Mike TV would be sloth. I, maybe Veruca is... There's a, an anger one, right? Probably, yeah. Because she throws tantrums. It's not just that she's spoiled. She throws yeah, major tantrums to get does. what she wants. I don't know. I'm going I'm really going to go with my <laughs> seven deadly sins theory as I far like as it. I can. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, it's like we're writing an analysis for school. Yeah, that's exactly. It's the um, English major in me. Sorry, everybody. It really is. We have to keep the book club a little pretentious. Yeah, guys. Come on. We can't just be nonsense all the time. So mm-hmm. um, Mike TV is just this kid who watches TV all the time. and Kind he, of violent. <laughs> yeah, violent. He loves watching like shoot 'em up kind of gangstery shows. And he's got shoot like all <laughs> he's got like all these like like toy, toy pistols, pistols. Mm-hmm. and it's just like he just seems uh, i want to keep an eye on him you know that's what, like the <laughs> vibe i get yeah <laughs> like let's um i understand playing pretend or like getting wrapped mm-hmm. up in a show but like there's but he's he, on another level <laughs> he seems to have no regard for other people <laughs> no. or humans yeah. at all it's very alarming and yes. like they're trying to like interview him about getting the golden ticket and he's just like get out of my way i'm trying to watch tv and it's like bro do you not care? And he's like, no, I don't care. I just want to watch my show. I know. And he's so rude and bratty. It's just, he's not good. The part in um, the mo- the 2005 movie, the kid who ever played him in the 2005 movie was so good because I wanted I agree. to slap him. That but, is who, um, that's how I picture him in the, in the book. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. But there's like one part in that movie where he's like, they're like interviewing him and he's like, yeah, in the end I only have to open one chocolate bar or whatever. And he's, they're like, how did it taste? And he goes, I don't know. I hate chocolate. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. Like I the worst. Someone is just strangling. Slap them. <laughs> I don't know. I hate chocolate. Uh, you know what? I hate brats. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, God. Meanwhile, the Bucket family is growing poorer and poorer because... Literally starving. Starving. Because Mr. Yeah. Bucket lost his job. 
at the toothpaste factory. And so they're all starving to death. Um, yeah. And they're like, this is fine. <laughs> so poor little baby Charlie is walking. And poor Charlie has to walk by Willy Wonka's chocolate factory every day. It's awful. <laughs> this is like Roald Dahl was like, how can I be even crueler to this poor little boy? I know. Which is why I don't like him. I'm like, Roald, you didn't have to do that. Like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it makes the payoff so much better, you know? <laughs> I guess but, so. Um, so Charlie, in a stroke of luck, finds, um, like, a 50 pence piece or whatever on the yeah. side of the road. He's clearly in England. Um, or, like, a so- dollar. Isn't it a dollar? I thought it said a dollar, because I was like, where is this set? Oh, really? Mine said, mine definitely said some kind of British money. But they oh, might. They might said be a dollar. Versions. I Remember? wonder if they Americanized it. They might have. They were like Americans are stu- too stupid to know what a pence is. <laughs> Possibly. When we read, uh, what's it called? The other one with the little British kid. Harry Potter. No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. Not great expectations, but not the great expectations. No, uh, I... the one. The one where neither Charlie Bone. Neither of us knew what it was. When we read Charlie Bowen, it was so clearly British to me, but they Americanized a lot of it to be American. And so I was like, don't do that. Like, I understand. I understand. Just leave it British. They might have done that for your copy. I bet that's what it is. Because I was like, wait, I thought this was in England. Why did they just say dollar? I'm so confused now. And I was like, this wouldn't have happened in America. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't picture it. I guess. Is it set in America in the 70s one? I think it is. I think everybody has American accents. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, I think so. That is weird. And then in the 2005 one, every it's clearly Britain because Freddie Highmore is Charlie, but Johnny Depp has an American accent, which is weird. Yeah. Because his dad isn't. It's clearly British. Okay, what's yeah, going on? I don't anyway. know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Anyway. <laughs> I'm just liking it more yeah, the more we dig weird. into it. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, anyway, (laughs) um, Charlie finds finds the money. He finds the money. And then he's like, sweet Charlie is like, okay, I'm going to give most of this to my mom to buy food for us. However, I really want a chocolate bar. And he's like starving to death. So you can't fault him for this at all. And so he goes to like the little corner store and he buys a, what's it? Like a fudge mellow. Fudge mellow. Yeah. Amazing. I want to eat that so bad. Like, and I'm um, obsessed with marshmallow. So I'm like, wait, fudge mallow. Does that mean like it's marshmallow in some way, shape or form? Cause that sounds amazing. I know. I see. I love marshmallows. I would, I I literally, I got toasted marshmallow syrup that I've been putting in my (gasps) tea and my coffee. (laughs) I put some in my Earl Grey and I was like, Oh my goodness. Toasted marshmallow Earl Grey. (laughs) Like it's weird, but good. (laughs) That sounds so good. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Charlie has his little chocolate bar. And uh, then he's like, okay, I have enough change. Mm, I'll just get one more. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets one more. This one has a golden ticket in it. Yay. Mm-hmm. So Charlie is like, can't even believe it. People immediately start crowding him and they're like, I'll buy, I'll buy it from you. And the shopkeeper, who is actually fat and nice. So yes, know, not you know to paint with true. a broad brush. That's but true. Something I have noticed. But anyway, he is fat and nice. <laughs> so he, it's true. He is. <laughs> he is. So he he's is got like, the vibes of um, what's his name from um, from Frozen, the guy who owns the sauna, <laughs> Okin. Yeah, Okin. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm really nice, but also I could be scary. 
because he's like, get away from the kid. Or I think in one of the movies he is. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, he can be intimidating. I was like, am I attracted to this man? Just like, okay. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> wait <a minute. laughs> oh, my God. Good. I'm so glad to hear this about you. Don't <laughs> tell me you've movie. never been attracted to Oaken. I'm not what a great person. I'm not going to lie. There was somebody I knew in college who reminded me a lot of him. And in retrospect, I'm like, you were the one person I should have dated in college. <laughs> this is so funny. No, Those are the people who are worth it, you guys. No, he is so sweet. You're right. Very, very kind and like kind of beefy, you know. Adorable. <laughs> Just adorable. <laughs> Uh, no, Anyways. I mean, listen, I was too busy. Listen, Christoph is my number one Disney crush. Oh, see, I'm not a big fan. I, I think he's kind of a butt. He is so <laughs> cute to me. Like, oh my God. Anyway. Christoph's a little butt. He is, and but I'm he's like, a sweetheart. Whatever. No, he's a sweetheart. So, I mean, he's just like a little weird. That's what I like him. He is, but, he is definitely a little bit weird. Okay, no, I do like him. Now I want to watch Frozen again. Right, okay, we'll definitely watch Frozen on our I own. love that we live in a world where there's so many good movies, you know? <laughs> Frozen and Tangled at our party. Absolutely. Yes, because Flynn Rider also. Flynn yeah. Rider. Rapunzel is my favorite Disney princess. I love well, her so valid. much. Well, that's valid. Cinderella is still my favorite, but probably not my favorite movie anymore. I do like that movie a lot, though, and I really yeah. like her. She's yeah. great. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, that's Anyways, about princesses. Back so to the shopkeeper is hot so, and moving. <laughs> you know what? I am so willing to go on with this. Like, yeah, the shopkeeper is hot, and we're yeah. going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Little well, known fact, you guys. Yeah. Do you guys know that the shopkeeper. <laughs> There's are... nothing hotter than standing up for a little kid, okay? Uh, and he did. So true. And he was very sweet about it. He was like, hey, mm-hmm. don't eat that too fast, or else you get sick. But he yeah, was very, very willing nice. to sell him another one. Super nice guy. Yeah. Yes. Very so um, anyway, he's like, you better <laughs> run. He's like, you you run home and don't tell it. Don't give it to anyone. You keep that. And Charlie's like, OK, I will. And so, so he sweet. goes home. I know. And he you know, has his golden ticket. And the whole Bucket family is like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And then they're like, OK, well, who's? And <laughs> Grandpa Joe is so excited. That after 20 years of being in bed, he jumps out and starts oh dancing God. around. And oh, my God. No that? no muscle atrophy, nothing. <laughs> nope, nothing. This is like, I got this. Have you seen that SNL sketch? Uh, Kristen Stewart was the host, and she was, like, playing Charlie. And it was what? about, like, <laughs> it was, like, that scene. But then when oh Grandpa Joe got out of bed, everyone was like, whoa, what the fuck? Grandpa Joe, like... <laughs> You've been able to walk this whole time? You could have gotten a job. We were starving to death. God. Oh, my God. That is so funny. It's really funny. Now I need to look that up. That is really funny. Yeah. So I was thinking about that while I was reading it. There's a... um, I've been watching... uh, Rewatching How I Met Your Mother again, because I always Mm -hmm. do that in the fall. That and then Gilmore Girls. So I'm approaching Gilmore Girls time again as well. But anyways, there's um, there's an episode where Marshall basically... They find out that Marshall wears this, like, man's, like, nightgown. And to sleep every night and uh, I think he calls it like his night shirt or something it's obviously like a dress and Barney is making fun of him and so like he's like calling him like the little match girl and um, he and he says uh, like Marshall says something and, and Barney says something like oh is that true uh, old grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> that's good. It's really yeah. good yeah oh my god that's funny <laughs> um, so uh 
Yeah, so then they're like, okay, well, this is great. Uh, who's going to – and they find out um, – the note on the golden ticket is like, be there um, at whatever date in February, blah, blah, blah. And Charlie, the whole family is like, oh, my God, that's literally tomorrow. <laughs> so part of me is thinking, like, what would have happened if nobody had found it, like, before just that date? Four I guess people would have just go. been four. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Imagine being the yeah. kid who found it the day after. That would mm. suck. That would suck so bad. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. That's when I would find it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I would go take comfort with the little shopkeeper, man. It's we true. could eat some chocolate together. He'd be really nice to me, he probably. Would be so nice to you. <laughs> I bet he's a good snuggler. Like, I bet Oaken's a really good snuggler. <laughs> what? honestly this is really giving like me vibes though except for i'm not on the same page like i understand you but like it's so funny to me this is giving like blacksmith stability <laughs> vibes and yet you're yeah. the one who's saying it you're like i mean <laughs> imagine he'd be so good snuck <laughs> well it's more about like the emotional stability these are like emotionally stable yeah. emotionally comforting men yes. like they don't have the best jobs in the world like the shopkeeper runs a little candy <laughs> shop Oaken runs a sauna in the middle of nowhere like that nobody comes it's not about stability it's about being emotionally available <laughs> they're just so and they're like you know they're sweet they're, they're soft but they're strong you know <laughs> they're sweet but they're really strong yeah. like they could be intimidating <laughs> or like absolute teddy bears <laughs> so true like i'm i'm with you i understand <laughs> i just nobody before they listen to this podcast realized <laughs> that oaken is the most crushable character i Brooks never in. realized and now i'm like wow what an idiot I've been. yeah <laughs> unfortunately he's married so but you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe the shopkeeper is single maybe i was about to say maybe the shopkeeper is single i mean i'm also married but in another world you know <laughs> You're Charlie in the Chocolate Factory AU. <laughs> You're OC. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Shopkeeper <laughs> slash original character. Oh, my God. That's precious. Oh, that's funny. Okay, anyway. I'm done. <laughs> so, so, Charlie. Oh, oh, my God. God. Get it together, Kendall. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking mimosa right now, and I'm like. Oh, I was hoping you were. I was wondering. You know what's so funny? When you drink out of a wine glass, it's always water. When you drink out of a mug, it's always alcohol. <laughs> you're right. Oh, my God. You're so Why funny. do you do that? Are you ashamed? I don't know. I just think it's like this is bigger, and so I don't have to <laughs> refill it as much. I just know when I see you with a mug, I'm like, she's drinking. Cool. Oh, my God. You know me I wanted to have well. a drink. I do. I do. Because the second I saw you lift at Tulips, I was like, I wonder what she's drinking tonight. Because I, I was jealous because I was gonna and then I got a headache. So instead, I'm drinking out of this massive thing of water. I like that water bottle. It's, it's my mom's. Like a... I stole it. Ooh, good. I love stealing it. It mom. has like the times on it. So Aww. I know like to Don't track it. Don't give up, Ash. Yeah, I'm close. And I mean, I am behind, which is probably also why my headache was so bad. My head is feeling much better between the two Tylenol, the whole cup of coffee, and a bunch of water. So. 
Ooh, so we're good. I'm doing Ooh. great. Maybe I can have a drink after this. Yeah. Is it good yeah. to drink with Tylenol? I don't know. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> you can't stop her. Mm-mm. Um, Absolutely so. not. Only Oaken could stop me. Only Oaken. He'd be like, ooh, maybe rethink that. And you'd be like, oh, hell yeah, babe. I'd be like, if you say so, Oaken. So Charlie, they're like, who's going to go with Charlie to the factory? Mm -hmm. And Grandpa Joe's like, I want to go. I really want to go. And they're like, okay, you can go. So Grandpa Joe and Charlie show up the next day at the factory. The other kids are there. And here's something interesting that I forgot. Uh, the other kids both have both of their parents, but in both mm-hmm. of the movies, they just have one, yeah. which I think is probably just because it's easier to keep track of one parent for a movie, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I kind of think that that's better anyway. Like, I kind of yeah, like Yeah, that'd be one. too many. Yeah. yeah. That'd be way too many. Um. So, yeah. So, they're all there, and Willy Wonka comes out, and he's this weird little guy, and he's wearing purple and green, and he's got a little goatee. And he's kind of a weirdo. And he's like, welcome to my factory. And they're like, yes. okay, great. Neither movie representation looks like him. But I understand why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I truly think that both introductions, though, in both movies are pretty good. Good. Like- they're good. And I think they got the costume right in different ways both times as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with the fact that they didn't get a tiny man with a goatee. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would have been the goatee would have alarmed me a little bit with all yeah. the children. Yeah, it feels a little too villainous. Like there's yeah, and I, he is kind of villainous, but like I like the more. It's more like he's like apathetically amused by their suffering. Yeah, like he's maybe a little bit of a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> he's a little bit of a sociopath. Yeah, but like he can hang, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, is it true that like Gene Wilder, his like introduction, we know how he does that thing where he walks out all like on his little crutch and he seems, Mm -hmm. or his cane and he seems kind of like feeble and you're like, oh, is he okay? Mm -hmm. And then he does that little somersault and he's like, hello. Mm -hmm. I've heard that that was improv, like that that was just like something, or maybe not improv, but like he had the idea for it. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, then you don't know what to expect from him ever. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of really love that. Because, I really love that, yeah. Yeah, it gives you the whole vibe of like, that's what I like about that, about Gene Wilder's uh, Willy Wonka, is that you are kind of like, are you a bad guy? Like, you never really yes. know what his vibe is. Mm-hmm. He's, it's true. I really and like you know that. what? That's what I don't like, which is exactly why I like Oaken, <laughs> the shopkeeper. I'm like, you know what? You always know what to expect from those men. It's why I like my husband. You know what? I always know what I can expect from him. There's no, wait, are you actually a villain? I'm like, yeah, obviously you're a villain, but I knew well, that going into it. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to date Willy Wonka, but character-wise, it's I know, interesting. I'm just saying I don't trust Willy Wonka. No, ever. me neither. Me neither. No, no he's definitely. not trustworthy. So no. I don't even... He's an interesting character, but not a likable character to me. Hmm. Fascinating. Because he's so, like, because I can't trust him, that's why I like him. I'm like, ooh. Like, (laughs) I appreciate him as a character, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, the 2005 one, he's just, like, a really big weirdo. (laughs) Honestly, a lot of that movie is pretty funny. Like, there's a lot of really funny lines. He's very strange. I also feel like the representation of Willy Wonka's personality was very different. It was also, it was still very weird, but I was like, this is definitely Johnny Depp's take. (laughs) 
Yes. It didn't really yeah. feel like the book. Well, a lot of the lines were the same, but like the mm-hmm. vibes were different. The delivery was different. Yeah. I was okay with it. Yeah, it was entertaining, but you know. Yeah. Well, they had to do it different because they couldn't make it. I, I feel like Gene Wilder's personality was more what Willy Wonka in the book was. Yes. And so what, they couldn't just recreate the same thing or what's the point of having a whole new movie. Yeah, so, so true. Really good yeah. point. Um, so yeah, so everyone goes in and, um, the first room that they go to is the chocolate room and the chocolate room is the iconic room with the waterfall of chocolate and the river. The edible grass. The edible grass. The edible grass. I just want to be a cow. I just want to graze on the edible grass. And like the little buttercups you can eat, like you can eat everything Mm -hmm. in the room. So cool. Now that I, like, thinking about it, though, after rereading it, I realized that we quote, my family quoted a lot of the 2005 movie and also, by proxy, the book a lot uh-huh. <laughs> when I was a kid. Because we used to really? say, like, yeah, there's one part in the movie where he says uh, something like, this is the best way to churn chocolate, and you can take that to the bank <laughs> or something. And the way he <laughs> says that, we used to say it all the time. Or like he says something yeah. like, "And that is called cannibalism, dear children, and it's frowned oh upon in most God. societies." <laughs> yes, uh, we quoted that constantly as kids. My brother particularly was a huge fan of that and would quote it probably daily for years. <laughs> it was so quotable. <laughs> Oh my god, it's even really we funny. are edible. But that is called cannibalism, my dear children. It is in fact frowned upon in most societies. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Exactly. So yeah, everything in this room is eatable. Edible. And eatable. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, eatable. <laughs> and so uh, they're kind of like everyone takes their time eating stuff and uh, having a fun time. But then Augustus Gloop. Oh, and we also meet the Oompa Loompas. The Oompa Loompas oh, yes. are the workers at the factory and they are from Loompa land and they are these tiny little guys who um <laughs> Willy Wonka went to Loompa land which is apparently mm-hmm. a place although mm-hmm. clearly it's not and he mm-hmm. went there and was like hey I know you guys are really big fans of the cacao bean I mm-hmm. have so many of them at my factory do you guys want to come work for me and I'll just give you as many as you want? And they were like, okay, sweet. So yeah. now all the Oompa Loompas run the factory. Um, yeah. They love to sing and they're always singing. Um, yep. And you know what? I think that it seems to me, although there are clearly some dangers with yeah. the line of work, um, mm-hmm. they seem to be fairly cool with the arrangement like it doesn't seem like Willy Wonka was like you have to come work for me and it's gonna be no bad. they're pretty happy well and also like he talks about like how miserable they were like where they lived in Loompa land like they were yeah. a bunch of predators so they had to like live in the tops of the trees so they wouldn't get eaten yeah and one of the monsters could eat like 10 of them for breakfast and then come back for seconds <laughs> and the only food that's like a quote from the book and the only food they could eat was that like they would mash up green caterpillars and they were <laughs> disgusting yeah. and they would try and make them taste better with other disgusting ingredients and so they were all pretty unhappy and starving to death. And so he was like, hey, you know, if you want to come work for me, I've got a ton of chocolate, which is, you know, their favorite thing, well, cacao beans. And he's like, it tastes even better with milk and sugar mixed in, <laughs> a.k.a. chocolate. And they're like, please take us away from this awful place. Yeah. So when you know, like, the backstory, it's a lot less bad. Because yeah. I heard people be like, wait, so he's saying, like, these are, like, tiny people slave workers? And I was like, <laughs> uh, 
I am also concerned about that. <laughs> Reading the book, I'm like, oh, I'm not concerned. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I think they're fine. It feels like Wonka no. would let them leave if they wanted to, but they don't oh, want to. Oh, very much so. He's definitely like, the Oompa Loompas are like his buds. So. Oh, yeah. It seems like yeah. they get along. So they, they, They're pretty chill, I think. <laughs> also, like, they could definitely overpower him. So, like, I'm not <laughs> True. <laughs> worried about it. Yeah, I think they're there because they want to be there. Yeah, so. it seems like it. Yeah. So uh, the Oompa Loompas are there. And of course, our boy, well, is he our boy? I don't know. But <laughs> the random no. kid, Augustus Gloop. <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't claim him. Uh, no, he, we um, do not claim Augustus Gloop. <laughs> we claim Charlie and that's it. Uh, Augustus know. is leaning out over the chocolate river. The chocolate river. And he's, and he's like, not listening to everybody being like, no. Augustus, get back here. This is why I'm like, this is why you're a brat. This is why I, sa- why I look at him and say, I think you're supposed to in some way represent gluttony. Because he's yes. not, he will not be stopped. He's going to get what he wants. And he has no self-control. It's infuriating. All these kids mm. have no respect. And so Mm-mm. Augustus Gloop is just like, like lapping up all this chocolate and Willy Wonka is like don't do that you're contaminating my chocolate supply yeah. his parents are like Augustus you're gonna fall in and of course he falls in so he does fall in oh also which is disgusting his, his mom says something in the book like you're gonna give that coal to everybody in oh! the country or whatever and I'm like ew I know ew I'm never eating Wonka's chocolate again after <laughs> reading this disgusting disgusting <laughs> disgusting <laughs> It is, yeah. Yeah, it made me so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, so <laughs> he gets sucked up into these big tubes that take the chocolate everywhere in the factory. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's like, oh, God. And his parents are like, ah. And then the Oompa Loompa sing a song about him getting sucked up. And Wonka is like, They're really oh. helpful. Yeah, they're really helpful. Wonka is like, oh, it's fine. Um, here, this Oompa Loompa will take you to where he To the fudge to- room. Yeah, to the fudge room. <laughs> And um, before he gets made into fudge, you can, like, yeah, get him you can out have or him back, I guess. <laughs> and so his parents leave. And so now we're down to four kids. And mm-hmm. so um, then they get on this big pink. This is very Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, they all fall. So it's true. We get to, they, uh, this big pink sugar boat pulls up. And mm-hmm. it's actually a boiled sweet, but I literally hate that term. Like, I'm sorry, British people, but that is disgusting <laughs> sounding. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, what um, is it? Um, apparently, so Catherine, uh, our listener friend, she emailed me and she was telling me because she, she went to England before. And um, so they call, I guess, candies, they call them sweets. Mm-hmm. And she was somewhere and she asked for the candies like off the wall or whatever. She was just trying to buy some. But I guess that candy or candies is another word for like hookers over there. And so they were like, um, we call them sweets here. And the girl was like really rude to her about it. And Catherine's like, I'm like still traumatized to this day. Oh, my God. Come yeah. on, people. So then guys, we call them candy here. Everyone knows what we're talking. Candy could be the name of a hooker here. Could be, you know. yeah, yeah. But uh, candy is sweets. <laughs> I think we all know that now. Listen, American television's yeah. everywhere. Don't act like you didn't know what she meant. I'm like mad at the girl on Catherine's behalf. I'm like, leave her alone. <laughs> mad at the girl who is in her own country using her own terminology. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, how? Dare well, she you? was so rude about it. I was like, you don't need to be rude. Like, you know uh, what she meant. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely seriously. didn't. She wasn't like, hey, can I have those hookers off the wall? Like. What? <laughs> Anyways, when I was in England, I asked this woman um, <laughs> in my yeah, in her defense, I did say, "Hey, uh, do y'all have a bathroom here?" 
was like, she was she like she knew what I meant, but it took her a second. She was like, oh, she goes, oh, um, toilets up the lift or something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sorry, the toilet. Oh, the toilet. Oh my god, that's funny. I was like, you do realize how that Ugh. sounds grosser, right? Um, it does sound so much grosser. <laughs> I know. Um, like boiled sweets. <laughs> yeah, boiled sweet. Like that is not as good. So Mm-mm. they all uh, get in the boat. They're going through this weird tunnel. And by the way, this is the sca- this part in the old oh movie. Oh my god! Scared the yeah. shit out. Of me. It's terrifying. <laughs> the part where they chop that chicken's head off. Do you remember that? Oh my god! Oh my god! I blocked that out. What <laughs> are you doing? Why are Sorry. you? I'm gonna have nightmares. It's stuck from with the me. old Charlie <laughs> Chocolate Factory movie. Time. And he's like, "There's no knowing where we're going," and everyone's like, ah, like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Uh, it's so scary. So they're they're going down, and um, they pass by all these fun rooms, and Wonkus is like saying clever weird things about all the rooms. Um, yes, he is. Yeah. They end up in the inventing room, I think is what it's called. And mm-hmm. uh, he's showing them around all of their all of his new ideas, which include pa- wallpaper you can lick that tastes like the the fruit that's on the wallpaper. A bunch kind of, of like pretty generally useless um, inventions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, toffee that makes your hair grow, but it just makes the poor Oompa Loompas who try it just like <laughs> the hair won't stop growing. <laughs> yeah. So that's rough. The everlasting gobstoppers. Yes. Iconic. Mm-hmm. I love a gobstopper. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like never gets smaller ever. He shows them a machine that spits out this one tiny little piece of gum. Yeah. And nobody knows what it is at first, except for Violet Beauregard, who's like, it's gum. And he's like, exactly right. <laughs> and so she's like, oh, I'm going to have some of it because I know gum. And he's like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't do that. It's still in testing phase or whatever. And she's uh-huh. like, I know. I can chew any gum. So she, yeah. she starts chewing this gum. And the gum is like a thing where it's supposed to fill you up and be like a substitute for like all of your meals. A whole meal. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a five course meal. Yeah. yeah. And so this one is like, I don't remember what's all in it, but the ending. It's like the tomato dessert, soup, roast beef, roast baked beef. potato, and blueberry, blueberry pie. Blueberry pie. Yes. So yeah. So uh, Violet is chewing and the whole time Willy Wonka is like, spit it out spit it out and she's like no and so she's chewing this gum and she starts yeah. turning blue yep. because of the blueberry pie and he's like yep it mm-hmm. always goes wrong in the blueberry pie and she's <laughs> like and so then she like blows up like a blueberry and she's all blue mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like oh my god and so then he's like it's okay um just take her to the juicy yeah, room i hated that by the way i was like ew i know ew, like what comes out like literally juice ew. <laughs> it's disgusting um it's so gross so they roll her off to the juicing room <laughs> and her parents leave too so now there's three kids um veruca mm-hmm. <laughs> mike tv and charlie so yeah. then the next one to bite the dust is veruca and yeah. they're in the nut room and mm-hmm. all these little squirrels are um shelling walnuts and yeah. they're like tapping them first to see hear if they're good or bad, and then they yeah. sell them, and then they like throw the bad ones down the garbage chute. And yep. uh, Veruca's like Veruca throws an almighty tantrum. <laughs> yes, 
She's like, I want a squirrel. And so... Um, <laughs> I want it, Daddy, and I want it now. <laughs> yeah. That's what um, my family used to quote a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it's because, like, the little girl had, like, brown curly hair, and I also had brown curly hair. But my father used to think it was funny to call me Veruca Salt. And he would he would want me to say the line. No! <laughs> I want it, Daddy, and I want it now. Ugh. Which is funny, because I was like, I don't think I was a spoiled child. <laughs> No, like, you were really not. Don't. I don't like that. Um, but for some reason, he thought it was very funny. I, maybe because I looked like her a little bit. I don't know. Mm, I mean, I guess you had curly hair. That's like about it. All I can think I of. I was like a similar color, I think. But like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Anyways, that so, was another often quote in our house. <laughs> I want it. For Daddy, some it wasn't now. Now. <laughs> so Veruca is like, I want a squirrel. And so she goes out. Squirrel. Why can't y'all say squirrel correctly? <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. So, it's a squirrel. So that she, there's a squirrel. That there, that's squirrel. So uh, Baruch Assault, she goes out onto the little squirrel floor and the squirrels mm-hmm. think that she's a nut. And yeah, so, and she is. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> get how funny it is, readers? Ha so, ha ha ha. Uh, they like feel a little knock on her head and they're like, oh, she's a bad nut. Mm-hmm. So throw it down the garbage chute. Throw it down the garbage chute. Which is Wonka, very funny. Yeah, it is funny. But then Willy Wonka's like, well, I mean, hopefully they didn't light the furnace today. Hope the incinerator's not on. Yeah. And they're like, the incinerator. So and he's like, yeah, sometimes they don't light it. It's every other day. And they're like, oh, my yeah. God. So, they, so then her parents go out to go call down and see if she's there. Mm-hmm. And the squirrels push them down. Because the, they're also the bad nuts. <laughs> So, it's funny. So then the Oompa Loompa sing another song. And then mm-hmm. now it's just Mike TV and Charlie. And yep. so all, the whole party gets on the, the glass elevator. Glass elevator. Mm-hmm. And uh, Willy Wonka's like, okay, both of you can pick any room. And Mike TV is like, is there a TV room? And he's like, oh, there God. sure is. And he's like, that's <laughs> for me. And so he picks the TV room. And yeah. they go to the TV room. And in the TV room, uh, <laughs> Willy Wonka explains that he has this idea that if TV can, like, shoot little bitty image particles all the way across the world or whatever and then, like, have them show up on a TV, why can't he do the same with chocolate? So he invented this, like, TV chocolate thing where you have to start with a really, really big piece of chocolate because, of course, everything is smaller. Yeah, everything shrinks on TV. So (laughs) the big piece of chocolate... Like vaporized basically, and then gets sent into the TV. And he's like, "But be careful, because those like waves are very dangerous, and you don't want to get caught up in them." And Mike TV is like, "I love TV and not listening to people." So he runs out there and <laughs> gets, of course, a little vaporized into t- television waves, and he gets mm-hmm. sent into the TV. And then he's like, "Tiny." Tiny. And yeah. so Willy Wonka is like, "Whoop, that's rough. I guess you're just yep. gonna have to uh, stretch him out." And so, it's on the taffy pole, which is pole. horrible, like medieval torture. I know, it's so funny. What? <laughs> He's like, oh, young boys oh, are God. extremely stretchy. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they, Mike TV and his parents go so he can get stretched out on the taffy puller. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> there's only one winner left, or one person mm-hmm. left, and it's Charlie. And so yeah. Charlie and uh, Grandpa Joe, Willy Wonka, are on the great glass elevator again. And Willy Wonka is like, Charlie, this is the best news ever. I'm so excited. And he explains, you won the contest. This means that I'm going to give my factory to you. And I'm going to like, you can stay here and live in the factory until you're ready to run it. 
and all that. Uh-huh. And you'll be my successor, which is like, wow, yeah. that's pretty great. That so is then pretty great. They <laughs> hit the button. He for... was really gambling with just five <laughs> tickets. <laughs> he was. Like, what if all of them had been bad? So yeah. He hits the up and away, or up and out, up and out button. Yeah, I think and, up and out. And uh, the up and out button means that the elevator that is made of glass is going to shoot up through the ceiling and go out. <laughs> and yeah. so Grandpa Joe is like, oh my God, we're going to die. And Willy Wonka's and he's like, like, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, they shoot out and they go to the Bucket's house and they And explain. crash through the ceiling. Crash through the ceiling. I'm like, how did nobody die? They were even like, yeah, bricks were falling. And I'm like, there is a bed full of elderly people who cannot move. <laughs> In this tiny house. Yeah. So um, they all get. So then everybody gets pushed into the elevator and they uh, go back to the factory and uh-huh. somebody says something like, is there anything to eat there? And Charlie's like, oh boy, is there? And then that's the end of the book. <laughs> that's the end of Charlie the Chocolate Factory, which probably took us about as long to talk about as it takes to and actually takes read to the read book. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite and least favorite part of this book? Oh, I'm so glad I remembered. Before we even started today, I was thinking, I was like, we should do that thing like on Dora whenever. Did you ever watch Dora when you were a kid? Uh-huh. <laughs> When she goes like, yes. What was your favorite part? And then you would say your favorite part, and she would wait. And then she go, I like that too. <laughs> I like that too. Like, I like that too. Every time you say. <laughs> so- oh, we forgot to do first impressions too. We'll have to oh, do that afterwards. I we could just skip it this episode. I guess. <laughs> I don't even remember yeah. honestly. I like. I like the part. I like kind of middle like inventing room era of the book mm-hmm. whenever you're just hearing about all the fun stuff that's in the in the factory i'm like oh man i want to go here so bad i <laughs> know like all the fun stuff i don't know yeah the whimsy of it i mean i largely because of the movie i'm like the whole edible grass thing really gets me mm-hmm. but i also really like um at the end when it's like oh my gosh this family's not gonna starve to death hooray <gasps> They get to go live in the candy factory. This is so best case scenario. That is good. So that's probably my favorite. It's just such a satisfying and unexpected ending. Yeah, that is nice. Part of me. Okay, this you're going to really roast me for this. Um, <laughs> this isn't necessary. I, I don't really have a least favorite because I feel like all of it is fun and good. Um, mm-hmm. And like none of it is too emotionally terrible where I'm like, oh, that part stressed me out or anything. You know, it's like a kid's book. But uh-huh. I will say, I kind of wish that it had been left ambiguous whether all the kids died or not. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know the part at the end, whenever they're, like, all the kids, you can see them, like, leaving the factory, and they're, like, all messed up or whatever. What if uh-huh. we didn't have that, and it was just like, well, they could be dead. <laughs> I feel like that would be still, I feel like Roald Dahl would still do that. Yeah, you know? like, why that didn't feels... he just do it? Should've I don't died. know, man. My least favorite part is probably, God, I don't know. All of the other kids were just so awful. Mike TV really bothers me. <laughs> Maybe Mike TV. He's the worst. He really is the worst. I truly think he and Veruca are the worst. Like, Augustus and Violet, you could, like, you guys just need to stop being so annoying. The yeah, other two, I'm like, true. there's maybe something wrong with you. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you're going to grow up to be also a villain. Like, an yeah, actual villain. They, I am, yeah. like, literally worried about them. <laughs> I am also concerned as well. What about uh, favorite quotes? My favorite 
Uh, I honestly think it's so funny. And it's funny in the movie, too. In the 2005 movie, they do it a lot. But the running gag of Mike TV saying something and Willy Wonka being like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you, (laughs) is so funny to me. So I just picked one that's like, this is after Violet gets, like, turned into a blueberry. But will she still be blue all over? Asked Charlie. She'll be purple, cried Mr. Wonka, a fine rich purple from head to toe. But there you are. That's what comes from chewing disgusting gum all day long. If you think gum is so disgusting, said Mike TV, then why do you make it in your factory? I do wish you wouldn't mumble, said Mr. Wonka. I can't hear a word you're saying. (laughs) It's so funny. And he does it the whole time. He'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm a little deaf in this year. You're going to have to speak up. And then he's like, nope, I can't hear you. It's so good. Um, I forgot. I was looking for a quote last minute like I always do, but I forgot I actually did take a picture of my book. So not a screenshot, like an actual picture of the book that <laughs> I was reading because I was like, this made me laugh out loud. So this is when, um, it's not, I don't think, in either movie, but there's these um, square candies that look round, mm. <laughs> which is uh, candies, which is very creepy, actually. So they're square candies. They're candies in the shape of squares, but they turn and look at you. So they look round. They look like around. <laughs> ah. Um, and basically, they're and they're like they look round. They're definitely don't look round. And they're like um, and the, basically the um, uh, the salt parents, so Veruca's parents, are like, don't listen. He's lying to you. <laughs> so this is my favorite quote. Uh, it's like a it's like a whole little piece of it. My dear old fish said, Mister Wonka, go and boil your head. <laughs> How dare you? so good he says the guy he says how dare you speak to me like that shouted mrs salt oh do shut up said mr walka now watch this and like just i thought it was so good my dear old fish go and boil your head i literally almost picked that one because it was so funny to me i cracked up when i was (laughs) oh it's so funny it was pretty early in the book too i was like oh page 114 i was like wow okay no so not early in the book later in the book but oh my goodness (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna start saying it i was like i gotta start calling people my dear old fish and tell them to boil their heads my dear like, old fish go and boil your head boil your head <laughs> I'm like was this a real saying or is this just some nonsense world doll like i need to know is this like a british saying yeah thing? like has anyone ever said that before ever <laughs> <laughs> it felt like words that have never been spoken that's, really that's the thing Oh, God. Um, we'll see. What about, uh, what did we learn from this book? Oh, I mean, I feel like it was kind of a bit of a, they shoved the, some of the lessons down your throat a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, like the all, we learned everything the Oompa Loompas sang about. Yes. For sure. Like, you didn't have to guess what the lesson was. The Oompa Loompas told you in song they literally after were every like, event. Yeah, we're going to, it felt like <laughs> we're they were really Greek, explain it. like, chorus or something they were like yeah (laughs) oh my god they absolutely you know what and so that that leads into my next one which is that we learned this book is actually very rich with possible topics for your thesis if you're you know a lit major (laughs) you could be like the you could take the greek chorus uh angle you could do you could compare and contrast or you could do uh compare and contrast to uh the seven deadly sins you know because you could do all the kids and Willy Wonka and Grandpa Joe, you know, mm-hmm. there's your seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's just rife with literary possibilities. Uh, we learned that the large shopkeeper, that's the man of your dreams right there. Don't you oh, overlook that shopkeeper. Do not overlook him. He is right there. He is. <laughs> He's right there in front of you. <laughs> He's just open king. your eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
He's probably really good at snugs. Oh my god, you know he is. He's got a yeah. He's got steady employment. He's kind mm-hmm. to children. <laughs> he's kind to children, you guys. Come on, <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> you know what my husband did? We went to our niece's birthday. And Javi's just a giant child. And so they, they got all really excited, including my husband, because they bought a bunch of silly string. And so all the kids were having a silly string war and they were all trying to get Javi. And Javi collected a bunch of the like Nerf balls they'd been playing with and he chucked it at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like he was in real battle. And the kids had a great time, but I was like, oh my God, this is like a little bit too mean. <laughs> but I mean, Javi was just having so much fun with them. It was oh, adorable. That's funny. But <laughs> yeah. Listen, kids like it when you can hang, you know, they don't want to be coddled. They're like, that's yeah, exactly. And me. they're all old enough now that they really liked that. But I do remember when our niece was like, uh, she just turned two and we were sitting on our friend's couch and she walked up and she handed him like this like little block toy and he took it from her and he literally went in this voice, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I was like, she wants you to hand it back to her now. She's two. That's the whole game. And he was like, okay. And so he like hesitantly handed it back to her and she just took it and walked away. And he's like, what now? And I was like, that was it. That's the whole game. That's all she wanted. (laughs) He's like, "Hmm, okay. (laughs) And he loves her. She's one of like a few kids that he likes. So that's what the kid that he likes. (laughs) He's like, I don't get it. He does way better when they can run around and say things. Because he would also, then when she started to talk, he's like, I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) She doesn't know what she's saying. (laughs) She's too. She barely understands language. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying. It's just so funny. (laughs) funny. Anyways, um, yeah, but... That was not a lesson learned from this book. Um, see. <laughs> it just it just amuses me. <laughs> oh god! I mean, yeah, um, I feel like the main lessons are you know be like Charlie, <laughs> respect your elders. I don't know. Respect your elders. Uh, you know, listen to people. Listen. If there's like a weird like candy maker guy and he warns you not to eat certain candies that he's made, like maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. Like that's another thing. Maybe just use common sense. I mean, mm-hmm. we went into this being like, I don't trust Willy Wonka. And I feel like the kids should have been on the same level, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> trust Willy Wonka. <laughs> don't trust people who make candy. Okay, you don't know what's in the candy. You do- <laughs> have you been seeing that meme going around? That's like, no. you know how people are always like, watch out for drugs and Halloween candy. Oh, and the candy. I which know. Which is like so ridiculous because like who is giving away it's free just... drugs and Halloween Drugs, candy? yes. But um, anyway, <laughs> the people are like making oh, memes God. about like, guys, be careful. I found this in my child's Halloween candy. And it's like, it's the one ring to rule them all. And like that kind of thing. <laughs> like, or whatever. So, I love those jokes. It's really funny. Of one of the, um, the Libertarian podcasts, one of the ones I listened to called Based Politics, um, so they were talking about that in the episode I was listening to today. She was like, you know what's the stupidest thing ever? When people say that it's like methamphetamines in your kid's Halloween candy. She's like, no one's giving away free meth, okay? <laughs> Literally no one. Like, oh, I'm sorry. This does not happen. <laughs> that's not happening. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, but still don't take candy from strangers on Halloween, even if you're drunk. And it um, and it's make, and it's a good pun because they're sugar babies and a okay. guy is dressed like listen, a sugar. Listen, <laughs> listen. 
when will I ever live this down? Literally when? Never. It was because it wasn't the fact that you drunkenly accepted candy from a stranger on Halloween. That makes total sense. The fact that you cried when I took it away. I was, so, was so, so mad at you. Funny. I was literally furious. Like I know. Like, <laughs> you were so upset. You were like, Ash, Ash, Ash. And I was like, what? Like, I like we're not eating. This. I was like wrestling you at that bar on I know. 6th Street, like and people I know. were like watching for sure. I know, and I was like, Kendall, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> we're just not gonna eat this candy. I'll get you other candy. I was like, like you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were. It was like I had betrayed you. It was. Like, <laughs> I had never done something to hurt you so badly. <laughs> It was so oh funny. God. It was very funny. But yeah, don't accept candy from strangers. Definitely not from like a stranger wearing like a purple velvet overcoat and green pants. Like I don't trust his And that candy. goatee. Are you kidding me? Mm, There's something no. about him, man. There's something weird in his candy. Do not accept <laughs> his candy. Okay. That... I made it myself. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thanks. That said, I would F up a chocolate fudge mellow delight. I would. I would eat that whole. Well, okay. I would too. Well, 100%. <laughs> I'm just saying if a guy dressed like that comes up to you on the street and like, want some candy I made in my kitchen? You say, no, no thank, thank you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many pinkies do we want to give this book? Hmm. Four pinkies up. Because I really enjoy it. And it's short and sweet. It's iconic. I kind of enjoy yeah. the Raul Dahl, like, weirdness, I guess. Ugh. But it's not my favorite, so four for mm-hmm. me. I think I'm going to give it three, and that's because I instinctually wanted to give it, like, 2.5 because of my lack of enjoyment <laughs> of Roald Dahl's energy. But I do like the story, and it's really well written for a children's book. Yeah. So, like, I really don't have any reason other than, like, personal taste to <laughs> not give it three pinkies up. So I'm giving it an official three pinkies up. I probably won't read it again. Roald Dahl is just, I just don't like his vibes. But then again, I love Matilda, Chitty Chitty Bang Man, and I love the movies. So I probably just won't read the book again. Yeah. I hate the illustrations. Stop shoving those illustrations in my face. (laughs) I tried so hard to find a copy of the book on thrift books that did not have the stupid, gross Roald Dahl style illustrations. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. So actually, I mean, that's probably what like the two, the two pinkies up were mostly knocked off for was the gross illustration. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't super love them either. So uh, podcast friend Into the Fold, Jeff. Uh, you guys should go check out that podcast if you enjoyed the Shadow and Bone um, trilogy. Uh, or Six of Crows, actually. I'm sure they talk about that as well. But anyway, so he gave us a book rec uh, for Caraval, which I've read before and is wonderful. Have are we Caraval? really reading this next? I, I <laughs> We are reading Caraval. That is so funny because I literally was Hi. thinking like a couple days ago, everyone's always telling me to read Caraval. I guess I'll have to read it at some point. Literally completely <laughs> forgetting it that it was on our list. Oh my God. It's on our list. Sabrina's going to Jeff. freak out. So <laughs> so we're going to read Caraval. It's good. Um, fun fact, I used to, when I, the last round when I was submitting this book that I just finished before I completely rewrote it, uh, and you have to, in some of the query forms, you have to say like, this book is similar oh, to XYZ. I and I used to that. say similar to Caraval in oh. setting. Um, but I don't even remember if that's true. Like, I I don't remember Caraval at all anymore. I know that I really liked it. I know it's another YA fantasy. 
I have no idea if it's any in any way similar to the book now that it's been rewritten. But apparently at one point, I thought it was somewhat similar. But it's also the worst question that they ask you. Oh, it's the worst. Like, stop making me You're like, I don't that. know. Yeah, I have They're no. like, what, what are similar books and how is yours different? And I'm like, I... It's different in every way. I wouldn't write a book that's specifically like another book. Like, what do you want from me? Okay, seriously, it bothers me so much. I'm already dreading so that question on the thing I'm writing. I'm like, oh my god, I mm-hmm. I do not know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh my god, on your Midsummer Night's Dream retelling, yes, it's like it's Midsummer like Midsummer Night's Dream. 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 Literally, I'm like, that's one. I guess I have one. I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, the unpublished re uh, retelling of Lord of the Flies by Carissa Harlan. <laughs> I don't know. Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just start referring to each other's books. And and that way we will gain more visibility. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Um, So anyway, so next week is Caraval. You guys can join us for that. Um, And if you guys want to keep up with us during the week, you can do that. We are on social media. We are That Pretentious Book Club on Instagram and TikTok. If you guys want to follow my personal TikTok, I don't usually say it because it's weird, but it's at Ash O'Rourke Books. And I only say it because I forgot to tell you guys. I told the, uh, the Scripturian Society listeners, and I forgot to tell you, Spoons, but you remember, I think I bitched to you about that Upwork job that was asking for like an insane amount of editing yes, work in six yes. to seven days for like, anyways, it's like a minimum $6,000 job and they offer 200 max. And so I made like this like video, because I was just in so much shock. I just wanted to tell someone about it. It was so hysterical. And so I made this video talking about it and I posted it on my personal TikTok and like there's like 1,300 likes on it. And I like, oh, don't understand. Ash. It's because the freelancers, we all want to bitch together because freelancing <laughs> is really shitty. Yep, yep. It's really, and Upwork is so hit or miss. So anyways, if you guys want to see that, apparently a lot of people are really liking it. Um, and or I had somebody ask like for a breakdown of like actual editing prices so they would know what to expect if they wanted someone to edit their novel. So I don't know if that's something you guys want to know, but that is also on my personal TikTok. And I only say it because I've actually had a lot of people message me and ask about editing rates. So that's probably like your best three minute comprehensive breakdown of all of that. So if you guys want to go check that out, go for it. I don't care if you follow or not. It's just it's there if you guys want to see it. Yeah, go follow. Go look at that and follow her. Yeah, and I made a funny one, and there's like 14 likes. So, you know, <laughs> people like it when I bitch. They don't like it when I'm funny. I don't know why. <laughs> I like it when you're Anyways, funny. so if you guys want to support the pod, you guys can do that. We are also on Patreon. And on Patreon is where you can see our video episodes. So if you want to, you know, see me going blind in the first half of this episode or the last episode, <laughs> you want to see my cat-shaped soap dispenser yeah, yeah. and all of the other visual nonsense we have going on with actual live cats, too. Yep. There's been cats in the mm-hmm. background of this the whole time. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of And stuff. last episode. Yep. Yeah. That you have to expect. And bonus episodes. So there's also bonus bonus episodes on there. Um, and there's like exclusive merch that only Patreon people can get. And there's multiple tiers. So you guys can commit as much or as little as you want to. Go check it out if you're interested. Uh, otherwise, a good way to support us and also to get really cool bookish merch is to go to StorySirenStudio.com. That's our production company. You can also go to ThatPretentiousBookClub.com. It'll take you to the same place. And we have new merch out. We also have our limited edition fall merch available again. It was available for a couple months last year. It's going to be available again for a couple months this year and I moved the logo per Spoons' request because I had put the logo too far down on the shirt to be flattering to a woman's boobs so I moved it up farther so y'all your boobs will look great in this all of you men women everyone's gonna look good in these shirts everyone you're gonna look amazing let's go guys we also have our um our uh 
Greg High Lord of the Night Court shirt out, <laughs> which is a call like, Court of Thorns and Roses. I love that one. I am seriously. It's really good. Wow. He did a great it's job. It's really, really, it. really good. Yeah. yeah. So um, thanks to Madison, our designer, my sister. And if you guys have any designing needs, let me know and I will send you her way because she's so good and she was so fast. Um, but anyway, so you guys can go check out that merch. Plus there's other Story Siren Studio and TPBC merch up there. So go check it out. If you guys have an idea for merch and or you have a book rec that you want us to look into for doing next season, you guys can DM us yeah. or email us at contact at storysirenstudio.com. I mean, the rest of this season is just basically book I mean, recs, so we, we love y'all's recs. We really do do your book recs. Like, <laughs> I mean, we really do. <laughs> like, seriously. It's a lot of work for us to pick out what you guys want to hear. Yeah. Like, you guys just tell us what you want to hear. Seriously. Honestly, some of the book recs, I'm like, wow, this is my new favorite book. Like, you guys are I know, really exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, you really do. So, please send them our way. We want to hear them. I think that's everything we've got for you guys. So, um, until next week, keep your teacups full. Your pinkies high. And your book club. Pretentious. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.